Hello, and welcome to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, breaking down the latest in reality TV and pop culture. So much to get to today. I mean, the drama that is brewing in Salt Lake City, we are going to get into it in the deep dive today. Newbie Monica has so many question marks around her, and I got the shovel out. I did some digging. There's a last name debacle. There's the lawsuit debacle. Just so much. We have to talk about The Golden Bachelor because it has changed who I am as a human being. We have to talk about this unexpected feud between Captain Lee and Kyle Cook. We're going to talk about it all. And I also have to say, I'm still getting over this cold. Can you believe that I've been sick for four weeks now? Four weeks now. Somebody came up to me the other day and they were like, you're still coughing. And I'm like, yeah, I'm still coughing. It's part of my personality now. I can't change who I am. You know, I go over to my family's house and they're like, have you ever tried a cough drop? Like I haven't given away literally my biweekly paycheck on VIX VapoCool cough drops that I have on deck. I should be sponsored. And my family, they really aggravate me with that too. Like, oh, you didn't get any cough cough drops. Do you think I want to sit here and hack up my lungs, you guys? But I am on the mend. So hopefully I can get through today without having some sort of attack. Um, but let's just go ahead and dive right in. We'll start with the pop three, the three biggest headlines of the week. And we got to start out, obviously. Taylor and Travis Mania has just, it's hit new heights. And I know that's the name of the brothers podcast. And I did not mean to make that pun, but it has, it has hit new heights in Argentina. Love is flying through the air. Can you feel the love tonight? The Lion King style. Travis Kelsey flew 14 hours to be with Taylor Swift in Argentina last weekend. The crowd went wild. She ran to him. She she le- she almost like she doesn't even run. She like leaps like a gazelle, just striding like a gazelle over to her tight end boyfriend, runs almost as like a bachelor hooju hug jump and just lays one on him in front of everybody. And people are like, <laughs> like literally losing their ever loving marbles over the fact that we just saw Taylor Swift kiss Travis Kelsey in public. Not only that, she changed the lyrics to karma. It wasn't karma is the guy on the screen coming straight home to me off key. I'm telling you it's, it's the sandpaper throat that's going on right now. It's going to really bug me if I don't sing it right, but she's like, Kama is a guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me. And everyone's like, <laughs> you know, just like that. For your sake, I hope that you're not watching this on YouTube because the facial expression that just came out of me was not cute at all. And I mean, while this weekend with Taylor and Travis was magical for Swifties, people are jumping to conclusions. I've seen everywhere the conspiracy theories. They're getting married by April. They're getting married by March. They're going to be engaged by the end of the year. It's been two months, you guys. Can we? I know. I know. It's crazy. It's Taylor mania. But we just got to take a deep breath. I mean, I do think this relationship is different because... Travis Kelsey is the first guy that likes attention as much as Taylor Swift. So Travis Kelsey is not afraid to play the game. 
He's in it. Oh, he is in it. He loves every headline. He loves every viral TikTok video. You know, he, Travis is the only guy that goes along with Taylor's antics. And I don't say antics in a negative way. I mean, Taylor Swift knows how to get people invested in her, in her music, in her Easter eggs, in her music. She knows how to get people to buy her merch, to buy the vinyls, to buy the this, to buy the, I mean, she's a genius. She is a genius. And if anything, she's teaching Travis a thing or two on how to make more money. Did you see that Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey sang? I guess the Philadelphia Eagles do like this Christmas album every year. And Travis Kelsey jumped on the Christmas album with Jason Kelsey and they're singing. So like call it the Taylor Swift influence that Travis Kelsey is now singing. But also... I love the Kelsey brother. I think they're stars. So I don't care. I don't care that maybe they're using the clout of Taylor Swift to up their celebrity status. And I get it. All the guys that are listening to this are like, they're already a celebrity. Like, yes. Yes. But are they even more of celebrities now? Yes. I mean, look at the NFL ratings. What was it like 2 million people or something tuned in because Taylor Swift was chest pump, chest pumping, bumping, chest bumping Brittany Mahomes. It just, it is what it is. You know, there's also these other headlines going around right now of Taylor Swift's close friends not being down with the pace at which they're moving. Like I've seen the names thrown out there. Selena Gomez doesn't approve and Gigi Hadid doesn't approve. Well, Gigi commented on one of the Instagram posts. It was just one of those clickbait headlines. And she said, we are all over the moon for our girl period with like a fire heart emoji, which sure they're probably happy for her, but also like if they weren't, you think she was going to comment? Yeah. TMZ. You're right. We're really worried. Like, no. What did you expect? Okay, so next week we'll have another moment to freak out about, but we're going to leave it there. Headline number two in this week's pop three, Bravo started their own podcast called Bravo Hot Mike. And the first interview they did is with Kyle Richards. Let me just say, I had two feelings about this when I saw, three feelings about this when I saw that Bravo came out with their own podcast. One, I'm obsessed with the name. Bravo Hot Mike could not be more fitting for this podcast. Two, I will be listening to every episode. Three, I'm insanely jealous because I feel like now, obviously, all of the Bravo loves are going to go here first because they're going to write it in their contract that they're going to go here first. Bravo is taking a page out of the Bachelor handbook where Bachelor has, you know, the core podcast. I don't even know what podcast they have anymore, but you know, they have their, they have their bachelor specific branded podcasts that all of the people that are on the show in real time, you go there first, you know, they have first dibs because they're contractually obligated. So, I mean, Bravo is smart to do this, but like, come on, hire your girl, hire your girl. Anyways, Kyle Richards was the first um, guest, and she's calling everybody a bunch of idiots for thinking that this Mauricio storyline is fake. So she says, and um, Alex, I think it's Alex Baskin. Don't come for me if it's wrong, but it's uh, one of the Bravo producers, um, and his name is Alex. She says, he's the one that's doing the interviewing here. She says, what human being would create a story like this? 
no offense, Alex, I love you and everybody with this show, but who would do that for ratings, put their family through this? She says, this is one of the dumbest things I've maybe ever heard in these 13 years. I'm going to pretend that I'm separated and torture my children so that people tune in. I mean, it's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. She said, I care about being relevant to my friends and family. Yes, I'm on television, but I'm good. She also said, it couldn't be any different than who I am, saying that the claims are annoying and frustrating. Okay, so take it all in. She's unloading one. Kyle is mad and we are seeing it. Okay, so I will say this. After seeing Kyle at BravoCon, kind of changed my perspective of the situation a little bit. She got, she did get very emotional talking about Mauricio, which, um, I, I think that they're separated. I, I had my doubts at first, like whatever, you know, convenient. I do think that other aspects of this are convenient. The separation might be true, but the other stuff, you know, I just don't think Kyle can call people idiots like because it's hard to completely write off the notion that this show has nothing to do with it. I mean, how many episodes are we into The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? And it's like immediate. Dorit and Kyle in the car, you know, months before any of us ever heard anything. Dorit and Kyle in the car. Everything okay with you and Mo? You know, like, how did she know to ask that question? How did Dorit know to ask that question? Sure, they're good friends. But it's just, it's just all too perfect, isn't it? And it's like the whole season is going to be about Kyle and Mauricio. It benefited Mauricio on Dancing with the Stars. Obviously, every little press snippet you saw was of Mauricio talking about Kyle, talking about the Beverly Hills trailer, getting busted with Emma. You know, like it all benefited him because he was in the press. It got him, it kept on the show longer, kept him relevant, kept him top of mind. It might even be like subconscious, you know, from being in the industry for so long. Um, and here I've made this point before. And I actually, I stood in line at BravoCon at the Beverly Hills panel to ask Kyle Richards this question, but it didn't get to me in time. Because like I said, while I believe the separation is real and that it happened, um, I'm also just thinking the scene that we haven't seen yet of the family sit down with all the girls with Mauricio and Kyle and they're crying and they're having like a family, like an emergency family meeting, right? Before that scene is filmed, you know, there's a conversation that goes on behind the scenes with the daughters. I would assume, and I mean, like, I don't know for sure, but I would assume that Kyle would approach her daughters and say, Hey, are you comfortable with us having this conversation about dad and I separating on camera? And if they said no, I believe that Kyle wouldn't do it because she cares a lot about her kids. So it's like, it's just, that's just a weird place, right? They're not faking the separation, but they are letting it be the driving storyline of the season. And when historically you have years of Kyle and Mauricio being couple goals and anytime Anytime there was anything, Kyle immediately shutting it down. Like this is a this is a plot twist for a lot of people. So I just don't think that they can wrap their mind around the fact that 
it could potentially be 100% real. And, you know, I'm not mad about them having this conversation with the kids on camera. They're part of a reality show. Uh, you know, they have to do it. They have to sign up for this. They have to talk about their lives. If it didn't happen, we would be complaining that they're hiding things, you know? So I just think the whole thing is a little dicey. Okay. Today's sponsor is Factor Meals. Finally starting to get warmer. You want to spend your time outside and not in the kitchen. With Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Visit factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factors fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. You can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code poptalks50 at factormeals.com slash poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Let's move on to headline number three. Captain Lee is spilling the tea. First of all, he's got this beef with Kyle Cook. And second of all, he said this podcast episode, this tell-all with Carl Radke was supposed to come out and it got axed. And he doesn't know why, okay? So Carl apparently did this sit-down interview with Captain Lee. It was basically how Lindsay went on the Vial Files. Carl went on Captain Lee's podcast. That was going to be the gist of it, right? But it never came out. And people were like, what's going on? Um, so Captain Lee said on his podcast this past episode, I'm sorry to inform you that it will not be aired. And that was not my call. He says, if you would like to find out why, I guess you could ask Carl Radke. Okay. He says, we did do it. We did record it, but it will not be played. So I apologize to all of you who thought you were going to hear it. That was my intention, but things just didn't work out. Captain Lee said, that's why we didn't have a show last week. We were ready to air and the plug got pulled, but not by us. Make of that what you will. Okay, so I don't know when he says not by us. I don't know if that means Captain Lee and his podcast team. I don't know if he means Captain Lee and Carl. I don't know. So this initial clip of the podcast episode went out of Carl saying, I feel really bad with how, with how everything ultimately played out. If I could go back and make something a little bit easier or better, I would. And then he said, I do firmly think Lindsay and I going in separate directions will be healthier for us in the long run. So this never came out. I don't know if this was a Bravo thing. I'm assuming it's a Carl thing, first of all, because Captain Lee said, ask Carl Radke. And second of all, Bravo had no problem pulling the plug on Lindsay going on the vile files where she spilled everything. You know, she detailed the entire summer pretty much. So why would Lindsay be allowed to do that on the vile files? But Carl wouldn't be allowed to do that on Captain Lee's podcast. Um, why Carl might have decided not to do it. Um, I, I think Carl fears public backlash. I think, um, and I don't think he wants to add fuel to the fire right now. I mean, every little snippet I've seen of him says, you know, when we watch the season, we'll understand more. And when I watch the season, you'll be a little bit more understanding and whatever. So maybe he got cold feet about, 
you know, releasing this episode. Meanwhile, Captain Lee and Kyle Cook have beef. Um, so let me start because before BravoCon, this thing came out where, where Captain Lee says, you know who I have a problem with? Kyle Cook. And we all were like, Captain Lee? What? And this was on his podcast. He said, I think he contributed to the breakup of Carl Lindsay, Carl and Lindsay to a certain degree. This is what Captain Lee said. Kyle comes out and says he could see the cracks in the relationship. Wake up. You were a part of the cracks. You are supposed to be Carl's best friend. And all you do every waking moment that you're talking to Carl is bad mouthing Lindsay. Is that what friends do? I feel bad for both of them. I think people that don't know should realize that they don't know and they shouldn't speculate because their words have impact. I don't know how Kyle and Carl stayed friends. Period. Don't mess with Captain Lee. Okay. So then that was before BravoCon. PBC, pre-BravoCon. Here's after BravoCon. Captain Lee said that Kyle Cook actively avoided him. Another episode of podcast. We, we got to get Captain Lee on the podcast because he spills the tea. He asked his co-host, Sam. Or no, Sam asked Lee, was not crossing um, pass with Kyle Cook a highlight for you? And Lee responded and said, I don't know if it was a highlight. The fact that I didn't have to talk to him was probably a highlight. Okay. Uh, I need to squash that beef with Captain Lee and Kyle Cook because what the heck? I need Captain Lee... In his captain suit on this season of Summer House coming in, being the father-like figure and scolding Kyle Cook for bad-mouthing Lindsay to Carl. Anyways, let's move on to the deep dive. What do you want to know more about? What is it? The question that you can't get answered. You need to know. You're trying to read up on it, but you can't figure it out. Today, we're going to talk about Monica Garcia from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and this lawsuit between her and Heather Gay's beauty lab and laser. Monica Garcia has come on the scene, guns blazing, red hot, sparked new life into the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City franchise, right? This whole season, who is this Monica person? Her, her situation with her mother, it's all so wild. So it came out last week that Heather's company, Heather Gay's company, Beauty Lab and Laser, filed a lawsuit against Monica in August after Monica failed to pay for services she received at Beauty Lab. In the filing, I'm just going to go over the lawsuit real quick in detail. In the filing, Beauty Lab and Laser stated that Monica signed a contract on December 10th, 2019. Okay. So quite some time ago to pay $2,449 for cosmetic injection services. Monica allegedly paid $449 total, which included $400 for the down payment and then a $49 setup setup fee. However, she was allegedly negligent in making her monthly payments of $200 per month until the remaining $2,000 was paid. Monica countersued the company in September, but the filing was amended in November. The same month, Monica sued Beauty Lab and Laser for breach of independent duty of care, breach of contract, and breach of duty of good faith and fair dealing. According to the filing, Monica claimed that she did not make the monthly payments because she allegedly received defective, negligently given injections, which did not have intended promised result. 
After receiving what she calls botched cosmetic enhancements, Monica went to a competent party to fix the damage. Monica also believes that Beauty Lab and Laser filed the lawsuit right before her Real Housewives of Salt Lake City debut to tarnish her image. Um, there is another part of the story that I haven't seen confirmed, um, but that Heather didn't put two and two together. Because I know you're wondering, why was this happening in 2019 and we're just now getting lawsuits about it in 2023? Um, I've seen things that Heather didn't put two and two together, that it was this Monica because she used a different name when getting the injection, getting the injections. And I'll get into that in a second. But Monica wrote in the court document, Beauty Lab's complaint has been made because of the personal animosity towards Monica of Heather Gay, an officer and director of Heather Entertainment Inc., a member of Beauty Lab and Laser LLC, not because of the claims in the complaint, which Beauty Lab and Heather Gay know to be unfounded. Heather responded very quickly publicly. She posted this on her Instagram. She said, Beauty Lab and Laser is a phenomenal business in the top 1% of providers with over 3,000 positive reviews. Our injectors are nationally ranked and leaders within the industry, and our legion of loyal customers speaks for itself. This lawsuit in the press has no merit and is unfortunately a pattern of behavior from a desperate woman who, when unable to pay her bills, lashes out to avoid accountability. Okay, lots of interesting things to break down here. So let's get into the conspiracy theories. There's a scene in the Salt Lake City trailer that we haven't got to yet. It's when the season is going to explode. It's a hot mic moment. Heather Gay is on the phone and she's trembling. She's trembling. Are you sure it's her? How could she do this to us? And we're all like, what? What is she talking about? You know, when this first came out, everybody thought Jen Shaw. Jen Shaw's in prison. So it obviously doesn't have anything to do with Jen Shaw. Now there's a theory that it has to do with newbie Monica. We've all seen the lawsuit now that Monica is countersuing Beauty Lab. The theory is that Monica got these injections in 2019 under a different name. And in this moment on camera, Heather finally put the pieces of the puzzle together that it's this Monica that is suing Beauty Lab and Laser. So that and then another clip that happened two weeks ago on Watch What Happens Live with Lisa Barlow and Danny Pellegrino. Andy says that we are going to find out on this season of Salt Lake City what really happened with Heather Gay and her black eye. Early on in black eye gay, I want to remind you, people hypothesize that it could have been due to a bad procedure, potentially bad injections. People were throwing out the theory, because that's what it was, that this could have happened at Beauty Lab. It was pretty easily debunked, you know, by other people saying that the swelling wouldn't be that big. It wouldn't cause that much bruising. But you have this Monica lawsuit, then coupled with the fact that we are going to find out what happened to Heather Gay's eye. My spidey senses are just tingling. I mean, it's that or Jen Shaw did punch her in the face which honestly I find to be a little bit more likely. But back to Monica, you know, she's an interesting character. Like I said, she came in guns blazing, tons of drama with mom. Um, the first situation that came up with mom was at the Easter party. And I actually had the unpopular opinion in this situation. At the Easter party, I was team Monica's mom in that moment. You know why? Because I didn't see, I didn't see what I've seen now, right? I didn't see the restaurant, scene. I didn't see the fact that mom took the car. 
I saw if I was at a party and I was Monica and I was screaming at someone and my mom was there, she would drag me out by my hair. And I have a great relationship with my mom. It's not because my mom in that moment was trying to figure out if I was right or wrong. It's because in that moment, my mom would be more concerned about the way that I was being perceived than anything else. You know, like my mom would be like, oh, honey, you are not going to make a fool out of yourself on camera in front of all these people, in front of all these kids. We're getting out of there. My mom would try to protect my image. Now, obviously, my opinion on mom, not my mom, Monica's mom has changed since the restaurant scene. And then in the last episode, you know, Linda comes over with the car. She says, Monica, I took your car away to get your attention. Like, that's wild. That's something you probably shouldn't do. But then Linda tweeted this. She said, Monica had not made an on-time payment in two years. Two years, not one. The first on-time payment came this year in October of 2023. I'm not playing this game anymore. I'm being maligned in the worst possible way. There's nothing like the feeling of being confident in your own skin. It's something that I have struggled with in the past, which is why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best with no complicated routines, no multiple step protocols, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. Right now, I'm using the OS1 Eye Topical Supplement to help strengthen and firm the skin around my eyes. So far, I've noticed it has improved hydration and improved firmness. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code POPTALKS at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code POPTALKS. After your purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support the show and tell them I sent you because I love you like a sis. Okay, so these two are just always at odds. I don't know if we're ever going to get any resolution between Monica and Linda. But there's also a scene in the episode that's gaining some attention. And this is in the restaurant scene where Linda calls Monica, Monica Darnell. And Monica's like, that's not my name anymore. And Linda's like, that's the name I gave you. Everyone's trying to figure out what is Monica's real last name. So there's an Instagram account called My Family Genie that did the digging. So go ahead and go look, but I'm going to recap it for you because they dug through public records. You know, I don't know specifically, I don't have it up, but like the only word that's coming to my mind is death certificates. But I know that this (laughs) account looked at more than just death certificates. So I don't want to be super morbid, but anyways, they said based on public records, Monica's last name is not Garcia. It's either Darnell or Fowler. Now that doesn't mean she hasn't gone through a recent name change, But those two names, Darnell and Fowler, are attached to her. So Fowler is Monica's ex-husband's name, although People Magazine got it wrong when citing. They they said Garcia. Darnell is Monica's mom's current last name, and Garcia is Monica's mother's maiden name. So what does that mean? According to this page, two different possibilities. Um, One, assuming that Monica is telling the truth, that her mother was never married. Linda chose the name Darnell for whatever reason and then gave it to her daughter. Or two, Linda was married 
And Darnell is the last name of Monica's father or stepfather. Just a reminder, we don't know who Monica's dad is. Um, so yeah. Another fan theory is that because you know Monica gets very upset when when Linda says Monica Darnell. Another fan theory is that Monica Darnell was the name that Monica got the Botox under at Beauty Lab. And maybe that reaction was a, uh, oh, don't say that name on camera. I don't know if that's true because it seems like this lawsuit was going on maybe before that moment. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, Salt Lake City is riveting right now. I am loving it. I am living it. It's like my favorite franchise, although Miami just started and they're always at the top of their game. So anyways, Monica's a, a dream guest interview because I just think I find her so fascinating. So say some T's and P's that we can get Monica on the pod for final thoughts this week. I want to talk about the Golden Bachelor. You know, I'm obsessed. It's the best show on reality TV. Even husband David is like 10 toes down on the couch every Thursday to watch Gary. Um, I've recruited some help from one of my good friends. She's a co-host with me on Shared News. She is an amazing singer and songwriter, which she's going to share a little bit about that later. But please welcome my dear friend to MPT, Kayla Thompson. Hello, Miss Kayla. Hi, Morgan. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm fabulous. I'm so happy to be here. I missed your little face. I missed Aww. our chat. So I'm just so excited that you guys are having me on. It's my first time. So it's been a long time coming. I know we've talked about this before. So I just feel so honored and special. Oh, well, thank you. I know we want to touch a little bit on what you have going on, which is very exciting. Sure. But first, we have to get to the Golden Bachelor because oh, yeah. it's everything. It is it's so amazing. amazing. I mean, are you loving it? I can't. I'll be honest. I physically <clears throat> cannot even watch Bachelor in Paradise anymore because <laughs> the Golden Bachelor has raised the standards so high mm -hmm. for me that I'm mm -hmm. like at such a high when I come off Golden Bachelor that I, I can't even watch Bachelor in Paradise. That is hilarious. I, I figured that because I know you a little bit pretty well. <laughs> and, you know, when we were scheduling this, my manager was like, oh, no, she's not vibing with VIP right now. I was like, <laughs> what? Like, so I figured Golden Bachelor was just too top tier for you right now. And Absolutely. it's true. They're kind of like blowing regular Bachelor out of the water with just the cast, the production, Gary. Like, it's just also on top of that, such a surprise at how good it is because mm -hmm. people I think were underestimating like, eh, you know, I'm yeah. hesitant. Yeah, that was me and you either way. So, yeah, I, I see why you feel the way you feel. I feel like just in general, you know, the world feels so doom and gloom. And I think mm -hmm. any little shimmering piece of sunshine of light of wholesome stuff yeah. like we are clinging to it because it's literally the only thing that's keeping us like happy and not super depressed in the world that we're mm. living in right now it's true it's true i think it's showing that you don't have to have toxic drama to have like a an emotional show. experience on a show yeah. yeah you don't have to you don't. it doesn't have to be negative for you to like enjoy it or be entertained like you right. can be entertained by by relating or just being inspired or like watching real love grow like so i'm i'm really happy that they did this show and i'm happy that it's, it's doing so well it's killing right now 
It's killing it. I feel like yeah. there's going to be a, a long trajectory for the Golden Bachelor. Let's get into mm -hmm. the Women Tell All, which in my opinion okay. is Golden Bachelor at auditions. Everyone is like, look, who's going to be the first Golden Bachelorette? <laughs> you know, um, we do yep. have some hot, hot seats in this episode, which Susan did not get a hot seat, but she got a lot of screen time, you know, talking about the meatballs, getting a video from Kris Jenner. Uh, what do you think about Susan? Oh my gosh. Love her. Like <laughs> I've been calling her KJJ. Like I've been calling her KJ <laughs> Jr. Like Chris Jenner Jr. So the fact that they brought it full circle for me personally with calling Chris Jenner, having a video from her directed at Susan, I was like, this is the best thing I've, this is the best woman to all just because of that. Like, are you kidding? Yeah. She has to host a date next year. Like for Golden Bachelorette, I need Chris Jenner on my screen on that TV show. <laughs> But yeah, I love Susan. I'm so happy that she shared what she did about just like at the beginning of the episode talking about, you know, we, you know, we're, we're expressing like hope and joy, like in love, like, you don't, you know, your life doesn't stop even at your certain age, like get right. back up, change your hair, do something yeah. different. Like I just, I really love that. I just love her. I love it too. And I, I honestly think that she is a, as a top contender for golden mm -hmm. bachelorette because she has all the makings of great TV, you know, like, like you yeah. said, we've seen so many different sides of her, which we're going to talk about the other women that could potentially be the golden bachelorette. Um, we've seen Susan be vulnerable and serious and, you know, have moments like that. We've seen her be hilarious and us laughing so hard over her meatballs. So I saw, I think it was on She's All Batch where they compared her to like a Caitlin Bristow type of bachelorette, right? Where yeah. it's not like the conventional, you know, pageant queen, but they just mm -hmm. captivate you. Of course, they're still beautiful. Like, do not get me wrong, but they yeah, just yeah, captivate yeah. you in a different way. Yeah. which I think Susan really embodies. Yeah, absolutely. I think she has layers to her and she's so like elegant and like, but she's also very like loose, like the moment in the bloopers where she just flashed Kathy showing yeah. her like nipple <laughs> covers, like she's so like comfortable in her own skin, which I think is across the board with the, with most of the cast. Yeah. But she's just really funny and she's not trying to be funny, which is like hard to do. Mm -hmm. And it's actually way more endearing than someone who's trying to be funny. You know, she's just, she's the perfect casting, just like so many of the other women. So yeah, I think she would do great leading a season, but there's so many other contenders. Yeah. Let's talk about Joan. Cause Joan was okay. actually the first one that was invited to sit next to Jesse, you know, mm -hmm. in the hot seat. Uh, we got mm -hmm. a little bit more. Uh, answers on why she had to leave the season early. Her daughter, who had just had a baby 15 days prior, um, was suffering with postpartum. Now, I thought that I really thought that Joan was going to come back to the season. That was kind of like I my know. conspiracy theory, and it never ended up happening. I know. Such a, yeah, such a good point. I, I thought it was 50 50 because in my head as well, I was thinking this season is a little shorter than others. Mm -hmm. It's going by a little faster. So I don't know if they'll have time. Um, and yeah, she kind of left early on enough to where I think Gary probably just would have been so much farther ahead with yeah. his final six or plus or, I mean, or less. So, um, yeah, it probably just wouldn't have panned out, but. Joan is one of those ones where a lot of people are 
you know, dubbing her already the first golden bachelorette. And while I wouldn't be mad about that, because I do think that she is amazing. She's Mm -hmm. one of those ones that I do want to see more layers to like, I feel like we didn't see the funny goofy side of Joan. Yeah. Now that's not saying that she doesn't have one because Mm -hmm. look at what they did to Matt James. They made Matt James look like the most boring person on television (laughs) when we know that not to be true. Um, so, I mean, what are, you, what are your thoughts on Joan potentially being our next Bachelorette? I, she's all over yeah. my TikTok feed making she, like it, hot yes. roasts and all these things. And I, I like she's my TikTok grandma, I feel like. Right, right, right. No, I think actually on that point, a lot of the women are, are taking like rightful advantage of this kind of platform. Like I see Edith posting her like guacamole recipe. I'm like, <laughs> you guys are so cute. Like this is how you do it. You know, you yeah. come on the show. You kind of like have your little brand. So anyway, when it comes to Joan, I think I agree with you. Like I wouldn't be upset, but I feel like I'm not one. I'm not as connected to her because she left so early. Not that I don't feel for her and the reason of her leaving. And I totally respect it. Um, but yeah, I also agree with your other point of like, you know, the layers that you need to have. Gary really set the bar so high as a lead. I'm even looking at Joey like, and I love Joey. Okay, I love me some Joey, but I'm kind of like, okay, Joey, I need you to really step it up because Gary (laughs) Turner is kind of the best bachelor we've ever had, question mark. Like I just so with that being said, as Golden Bachelorette, you're following up after that season. Yeah, I I need you to have as many layers as he did, because, yes, he's a handsome man. He has a really endearing story. He's funny. He's fun loving. He's he's you know in he's a heartfelt like he's just so emotional empathetic is what i was looking for he has so much empathy for all the women like i need you to have all of that and i don't know if joan has that i feel like there's other women who do okay what about ellen because ellen also gets the hot seat ellen has a very emotional very touching story i mean david and i were sobbing when Ellen was talking about Roberta and talking oh about Courtney, God. Jesse was sobbing. I was sobbing. David was yeah. sobbing. Yeah. It was too oh much. My God. No, that was probably one of the highlights of the episode for me because this is when I was kind of like, see, this is it. This is what they try to do every year with the tell all. Like they try to hit all these beats emotionally, you know, when, with, when you're watching and when they're producing it. And it just doesn't ever hit. But for some reason, this episode, they hit it every single time, even with the comedy. So with Ellen, not making it about so much of her heartbreak, but kind of bringing in the Roberta piece, bringing her daughter there was just, mm-hmm. it was so, it was just such good TV. But at the end of the day, it was a genuine story that we got to watch, you know, unfold and for her to talk about. It was beautiful. And I think for her to be the Bachelorette, I could see that totally because I think she has those layers that we were talking about. Um, but, you know, with Faith, which I'm sure we'll talk about Faith. It's yeah. Like, so I don't know. But I think I loved Ellen. Like Ellen just I'll just go ahead and say this and shut up. But Ellen was my pick for the whole oh, really? entire season. Final she was. Yeah, she was my final rose pick. So I was kind of like. So I would not be mad to see more. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So at that point we jump back into the rose ceremony. It ends the week before on a cliffhanger. We know that Leslie gets the first rose and we're figuring out who Gary is going to give his second rose to. It's down to Teresa and faith. Um, 
Now, while I didn't know what he was going to do, the edit before he gave the final rose, I was shocked. I mean, they completely gave it away. Not one time did you see Teresa on screen in a little ITM. It was all Faith saying, I'm going to be devastated if he doesn't give me the rose. We have such a good connection. (laughs) I don't know how my family's going to take it. And I'm like, okay, well, go ahead and tell us without telling us that you're sending Faith home. But it still was a shock. I mean, you were shocked. Mm -hmm. I was shocked. Yeah, because even with that being said, I had hometowns in my head of like that whole moment that they had in front of her family of the expression of love. Like I, I was just kind of like Gary, like I'm so confused, especially because not just with faith, but with Teresa, he was genuinely kind of like, I don't really know. Like, do I love her? Do I not? So the fact that with her, he was, he was saying he was kind of question marks, but with everyone else with Leslie and faith, he was like, Oh no, I love them. I was just kind of like, wait, I'm kind of confused that, What's what, what is it with there? Teresa? Because I'm not really getting it personally. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. I have a theory. It. I have a theory. Yeah. We'll get to it later, okay. though. Okay, 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 okay. But after that, um, they reunite on the women's mm-hmm. hall all stage. Faith mm-hmm. in that dress oh, came out looking God. like a snack. I mean, she is what 65, and she looks better than I have ever looked in my entire life. <laughs> She was was ready to walk out on that stage in the revenge dress. Oh, my gosh. They're both sobbing, right? And everyone is saying, like, whoever Gary did pick has to be watching this and is like, what? Okay. Interesting. I don't know how to feel. Yeah. It was interesting. I was was kind of taken aback. It was a lot. But, you know, I before I even say what, you know, how it was a lot, but I think what I loved about it was I feel like when they first broke up, it was kind of like a cut, like, all right, get in the car. She was numb, like it was super fit, super fast. Mm-hmm. But this was like an actual closure conversation. And I love that production just let it play. They let it go. They didn't yeah. try to they didn't have Jesse try to cut them off. Like they let it just kind of naturally unfold. And it was cool to like kind of sit in on their moment of closure together which I think was really genuine. Um, but yeah, I, I if I was, you know, the woman engaged, potentially engaged to Gary, I would be kind of like, is there still feelings there? I'm confused. Um, <laughs> it's rough. So, I was like, or I happening? was just like, I was like, or is he not with anyone, Morgan? Because like, usually when people are like with someone else, they're fighting not to just be like, I mean, I'm cool. Sorry that I hurt your feelings, yeah. but I'm good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're kind of fighting that off to not yeah. be so like, I'm happy. So sorry. Interesting but too, though, because he was like every, very, very, yeah. Every like interview clip that I've seen where someone's like, did you find love? He He's always like, yes, yes, yes. Okay. You know? okay. Like, right, okay. I don't think you're supposed to like spill the beans. <laughs> but I mean, it could have changed. Obviously, those were like pre-show changed. interviews and everything else. Um, I will say that I think Gary, I think it's pretty obvious that I don't think he was crying that hard with Faith because, um, because he 
thought he made the wrong decision. I think it's pretty obvious that Gary really struggles with the fact that he knows he's breaking these women's heart, you know, and that's not like a normal thing to do to have to date all these women and, and give them hope again, you know, like Mm -hmm. this could be Mm -hmm. the last relationship that they're ever in. And then to go and like pull the rug out from underneath Mm -hmm. them. I feel like Mm -hmm. that was more of the emotion I was getting from him where he knew he disappointed her. He knew he disappointed her family and right. he didn't want to be that guy, but there's yeah. no other choice really. Yeah. It's kind of like he kind of, I think his mistake was all that he said and did on the hometown date, not necessarily breaking up with her. And I think that yeah. I agree with you. So, but yeah, it was nice though that he was aware of that and was just like, what I did was awful, awful, awful. Like you don't see leads kind of able to have both and like I'm not regretting my decision but at the same time I could have got I could have done this way better and I'm so sorry like yeah that's really rare and so I think that just shows the amount of respect and empathy and love he does still have for faith yeah in a certain way but I don't know though I'm just still confused like how can you look into her eyes and be like I love you and then next the next day yeah Teresa I was like <laughs> Morgan you should have saw me on the couch I was like did he he's saying the name wrong it's faith you're <laughs> faith wrong you're, I'm so confused how you're not picking faith well, I don't but, know if you, you know. saw, there was like a, a post women tell all clip where mm-hmm. someone asked Faith, what do you think happened? And she says, Teresa. So I don't know like what, What's I don't really mean? know what that means, but <sighs> what, I mean, we do know that obviously fantasy suites are next mm-hmm. final rose prediction. Like, do you think it's Teresa or do you think Leslie has a chance? <sighs> I mean, now I'm 50-50 because out of the, when it was down to final six, definitely final three, I was like, okay, it's Faith. Faith is faith is, is the pick. So I don't know. I mean, I think at this point they've, they've edited it so that we think it's not Teresa. So then maybe it is. Because they like to but trick us. <laughs> they like to trick us, but they've kind of done that with Leslie too. Like there's some, there's been some uncertainty and kind of like on, on edge vibes with leslie too yeah which hasn't been the best for me because i'm just kind of like i want my golden bachelor gary to like have zero problems moving forward with whoever he picks but i feel like in my gut i'm thinking Teresa now yeah i feel like and that's kind of where i am gonna go with it because like whoever Mm -hmm. gary picks he needs he needs to be sure that like that girl is down for the ride, you know? And I feel like Teresa is, I've said this on my page where like Teresa almost seems like she doesn't know what she will do if Gary is not (laughs) her, you know, if like, she's not with Gary, she's not going to be okay. Whereas Leslie, I feel like she's a little bit like cooler about it. I don't know if she's like playing it cooler, you know, where she doesn't Mm want to come off as I don't want to use the word desperate because that's not what I mean. But like, that's the word that is coming to my head. Um, Mm -hmm. But I said like, Leslie gives me cool girl energy. Like I can still hang with the boys. I can do whatever. Mm -hmm. And then Teresa Mm -hmm. gives me like, if you're a bird, I'm a bird energy, you know? (laughs) So it's like, what is more what yeah. is more appealing to yeah. Gary? It's going to be yeah. someone like Teresa, especially at this I age in his so life. Too. 
I think so too. And I think when it comes to Leslie, her, like the, the passion that I feel, I guess, between them is less about, I think it's more about like, wow, this is such, he's such a great guy. I'm like kind of dealing with the trauma of like all the bad guys I've dealt with and less like, and less of like, oh my God, I just so in love with him. It's kind of like, does that make mm-hmm. sense? It's kind of yeah. like, she's comparing into the, relationships. yeah, like it's kind of like hanging on these negative past experiences. And I think that that's the kind of like stress that we're seeing, the anxiety that, that we're seeing from her is more about that. I think with Teresa, it's a genuine, like, I literally can't live without you. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> you break up with me? <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be be bad. So, yeah, I I agree with you. I think Leslie will kind of be okay. I think it'll be tough. Like, I think her family had a point. Obviously, they know her very well. Just kind of like, you're a good good one. So, please, you know, she hasn't had good ones. So, please stick with her. But I I feel like, you know, I think she has more to, to uncover and deal with before she, like, jumps into something like with a Gary. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, I mean, the season is winding down. I think we have technically they're taking a week off, I believe on Thanksgiving. And then after Mm -hmm. that, it's the finale. So, but overall, just so impressed, you know, right out the gate, it's, it's just a smash hit. It's a fan favorite. Mm -hmm. I feel Mm -hmm. like it's going to gain more popularity than the regular franchise. Um, So I do want to say thank you for chatting golden bachelor with me, but I also want to just quickly tell the people, because I, I told them already, you're an amazing singer and songwriter and you just released an EP. So please tell us about that and tell my listeners how they can support you and where they can find your music. Amazing. Yeah. So it's my very first EP. It's called A Shot in the Dark. Um, Five songs. I'm super proud of it. Um, It's a big accomplishment for me personally because I'm not a signed artist. I am kind of like working things out on my own and I have an amazing producer. So we worked really hard. The through line of the project is kind of just like taking your shot, like putting yourself out there, whether that be in a relationship or your career, your dreams or whatever it is. And so just every song, I feel like someone is going to listen to one song and be like, that's my song. There's there's kind of like a sample of like all the different vibes I have going on musically. Um, And yeah, I'm I'm just super excited for people to keep like listening and, and relating and everything. Um, it's kind of like an indie pop vibe. So if you're into that, you'll love it. Um, you can listen to it on any streaming platform. Any way you listen to music, it's up there. You just type in my name, type in a shot in the dark, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, literally anywhere. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited because I'm working on an acoustic version of all those songs in January. So I have more coming. And so, yeah, super excited. And um, I think it's a big step towards you know, even more for me in my career. So, well, we love it. And we support women here on MPT. So (laughs) if you're listening right now, finish the podcast, search Kayla Thompson and listen to her EP. Kayla, thank you so much for joining MPT this week. I just want to say that I'm proud of you. I think you're so talented. You're so amazing. I'm so grateful that the world brought us together and congratulations on everything you have going on. Thank you, Morgan. Thank you for having me. I hope I get to come back very, very soon. So love you. Love you. (laughs) 
Thanks again, you guys, for tuning in to MPT. If you have not done so, leave a review, a little five stars, a little love you like it says. It helps tremendously. So please do it. It takes five seconds and I need the affirmation. So we'll see you tomorrow for Extra Pop. We're going to talk about Lisa Hochstein and her new business venture, um, Split Well, which she's doing, you know, kind of uh, at the expense of her and her ex Lenny's divorce. We're going to talk about the Real Housewives of Miami lots of other things going on so don't miss extra pop um subscribe the link is in the show notes below if not i'll see you next week thursday for another episode of mpt as always love you like a sis a huda media production